Hello and welcome to Parenting Grit Podcast, faith-filled real talk about family life, the ups, the downs and everything in the middle. Genevieve and Derek here. Hi everyone. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very well. I hope everyone is well. Thanks for joining us. In this season of Parenting Grit, we are taking a tour through some of the highlights of one of our favourite parenting resources, and that is the book Parenting, 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family by Paul David Tripp. Yes, we are. And this book looks at the big picture of parenting. And in the last episode, we looked at Tripp's overarching idea of being ambassadors of God to our children, rather than holding on to an ownership headspace in our parenting. It's definitely worth listening to Mm. for some context um, that will help you with today's episode. And if if you missed that one, it's there to be listened to. But this month, we're going to discuss the idea of calling. Yes. Well, the first time I ever heard about parenting as a call was a long time ago when I was in a young adult connect group led by a great couple. He was a teacher. She was a stay-at-home mum with three young children at that time. And I remember we were discussing, you know, troubles and, you know, trials in life and difficulties. And she was saying some days with three young children were crazy and she had a great desire to run screaming down the street and escape. But that wasn't what she did because that wasn't what God had called her to. She was called to be married and love her husband and love and parent her children. And I was just really struck by that. It really impacted me well before I was married or had children, that parenting could be a call. And the subtitle of this chapter in Tripp's book says, Nothing is more important in your life than being one of God's tools to form a human soul. Wow. Yeah. That's a big big call. It really is. So if we think about the task of parenting a human from birth to toddlerhood through primary school, high school, puberty, tertiary studies perhaps, to a hopefully functional adulthood, it is, as Tripp suggests, about as crazy as standing before a 747 and telling yourself that you could pick it up if you want to. Yep, it's a good analogy. Yeah. And he then asks, is it really true that God asks parents to be his agents on hand for the forming of a human soul? And I've got to say, I don't think when I was really um, feeling quite clucky and wanting a baby that I sat down and said to myself, yes, Genevieve, you're ready to form a human soul. (laughs) So I think we can all be honest with ourselves and say that this is enormous Mm -hmm. when you think of it in this context. It is a deeper and more profound task, a calling. Yeah. Not just a function of keeping someone alive and mostly happy. Yes. But the trouble is we only start to figure this out once we've had children <laughs> and amidst the daily busyness of family life of yep. keeping people alive and mostly happy. And it starts out, you know, we bring home one little bundle of joy from the hospital, but, you know, we land up in the chaos of juggling multiple children of different ages and jobs and roles. And we don't really have time or energy or emotional capacity to start thinking big or consider parenting as a calling. But it's actually important that we do. It is indeed. And Trip starts this chapter by helping us to realise that we are value-motivated human beings. Yes. And that everything we do and say and choose in life is a reflection of our own internalised values. 
in our hearts. Yeah. So we're driven by our values. That totally. Sometimes are quite so um, subconscious. We don't even realize they're in there. That's right. And Jesus, um, sorry, Paul David Tripp quotes Jesus in Matthew 6, 19 to 34, where Jesus talks about storing up treasures in heaven um, with the focus there on verse 21, where it says, for where our treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we do, we live in pursuit of and lean towards the things we treasure or value in our lives. And Tripp then pulls out the big guns with this statement. There's more. Yes. He says... Parenting is either a thing of highest treasure to you, and that demonstrated in your choices, words, and actions every day, or it's not. Wow. Mm, Let's read that again. Parenting is either a thing of highest treasure to you, and that is demonstrated in your choices, words, and actions every day, or it's not. Yes, and so there's no sense here that we need to make idols of our children or indeed of having a family, but rather that if we are parents, that the value we are best to place on this is the one of high calling. Yeah. So it's not about yeah, idolizing our kids, no. family life, but no. just that it, it actually is it's high. It's a very calling. high call. Yeah. And Trific then examines some other things that we may value. So possessions, success, perhaps for our ministry, and we, we value that. And these he doesn't say these are bad things. He just says that if we place unhealthy value on these things, it can cause dysfunction yep. in our parenting. For example, highly valuing our possessions over our children could look like being more concerned with our things than our children's hearts, or not making enough space for fun in our home, or not uh, inviting being hospitable to our children's friends, having them over in case our things get ruined in the process. So, yeah, putting things topsy-turvy, valuing things over fun and our kids. And all things that we, at some point in our parenting... Have um, probably done. (laughs) Have done at some point. Yeah. And then we can overvalue success, and that can look like absent parents who are career rather than family-focused. And, you know, I'm not talking about you know, one or two late nights at work. But, you know, if there's a consistent kind of workaholic attitude in the family, that can be dysfunctional in the parenting space. And then there's a danger in ministry of prioritising ministry over family and that leading our children to link Jesus to being the reason that their parents are absent, which, again, quite dysfunctional. Now, you might at this point be thinking, but we are called to our ministry or our job, and, of course, we need to work to provide for our families. And so then, what exactly are we supposed to give up here? But as Tripp said, God is not unwise, and so doesn't call us to conflicting calls. Instead, he calls us to a heart check of how we are valuing the various calls that we do have in our lives. Yes. So we've got four questions here that we want to ask ourselves that can help us with this heart check of our values. Far away. So question number one to ask ourselves Do our children expect and know they can have our attention and participation in their lives? Yeah, that's very important. Absolutely. Question two would be, what daily tasks are in the way of us parenting as we would want to? And what does that indicate we may be valuing over parenting? Yeah, that's a good one. Helps us sift things there. Totally. Number three. 
Are we valuing the call to parent our children appropriately for the season? So in our example, in our life, um, we chose for me not to work when we had preschool age children. So we have no judgment about daycare here. That's not what we're saying. But for us, it worked best for me to stay home with our preschool age children. We prioritised having a parent at home. And it meant that we had to place less value, perhaps, on possessions we would like to own or holidays yeah. we might have liked to have taken at That's the time. Right. Um, but we just put that value of parenting in place. That's right. And it was for a season. It was, it was for, a, for a season. And now our kids are older. I've been working for quite a number of years. And so this, the season changed and, and the priorities could sort of shift and change a little bit. Yep. But yeah, sometimes um, we just need to evaluate where we are yes. and what seasonal changes yeah. or what seasonal decisions we can make. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was teaching, um, I had a student who was struggling and one of her parents chose to take a couple of years off work to homeschool that, that child to help her get back on track. Mm. So, you know, different different seasons, different things happen. So, Great. yeah, that's question three. So question four. What new and better choices is God calling us to make? That's always a great question to ask ourselves. Um, what is it that uh, is new that God's asking us to be? Um, and what choices do we need to make in that space? So God places high value on our, our, on our call as parents. And Tripp quotes at this point, Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 9. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These, com- these commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And that's from the New International Version of the Bible. So loving God and teaching our children are intrinsically linked here. Yeah. So in our every day um, is guiding our children and showing our children and demonstrating to our children how we are living out our life um, in 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 the way that God has called us to. Yeah. Um, and so they can see and 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 experience that. Yeah. And I like that it's it's you know part of everyday life there walking along the road. Yeah. Lying down. Totally. Yes, it's it's, Whatever. it's, 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 not, it's not a special a, moment. No, it's not all special moments. Not, Some of them can be. We're going to talk about Jesus. Yes, it's just <laughs> talking it out and yeah. playing it out in everyday life. Yeah. So we're called to create God consciousness and awareness of God and God's submission opportunities for our kids. And we cannot do that ourselves. Only God can do that. But we can be his tools here. And the most important thing that a child could ever learn about is the existence, character, and plan of God for them. Totally. And church discipleship community is invaluable here to help us equip, um, to help equip us, sorry. Yeah. But church was never intended to replace us. Hmm. So God doesn't call the church to teach the children. In Deuteronomy 6, he calls us as parents to do that. Yeah. And that's very important that we remember that. It's our responsibility. It's our call as parents. Yeah. to um, teach our children 
um, in his ways. Yeah, and obviously, you know, it's great to be a part of a church community and have a, you know, robust yep. children's church type situation for your children to go to. Be around like-minded families. Yeah, yep. but I'd also encourage parents there to be involved in that. Yes. One of the things we did was we made a bit of a commitment uh, that while our children were in primary school, one or both of us would volunteer in our in our life kids. Totally. And uh, we did that right through till the end of primary school. And it meant that we could be involved in what they were learning there and, yep. you know, talk more about it at home. And at home and take what with yeah, take from one to the other and, yeah. and our kids sort of saw it as the something that we were actively involved with and and was important to us. Yeah. Yeah. So Tripp also states that children who don't acknowledge God will act as if they are God and will resist the help and rescue God has provided for them through their parents. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty firm a statement, pretty isn't it? Firm statement. Yeah, so that is quite the statement. But if we think about it more carefully, introducing our children to God helps us to helps us as parents to avoid the do this because I told you so, do this because I'll punish you style of parenting which simply inserts fear into the parent-child relationship. And when we are no longer around, or they simply stop fearing us, this fails to help them. Yep. They've got no self-control, they've got no relationship with God, they can't. They don't know how to cry out to him, etc. So we've kind of set them up for, yep. for yeah, trying to determine their own future, becoming little mini-gods, and I'm sure we've seen that behaviour. It's kind of inherent in us all to be selfish, totally. want to have control. So I'm sure we've witnessed some of that in our, in our children. For sure. So instead we're invited to point our children to God's character and ways, to introduce them to a redeeming God who sent us Jesus so that we can be in a relationship with God, learning right from wrong in an atmosphere of God's amazing love for us. We can point our children to God's plans for us and his sovereignty and holiness instead of simply trying to exert our own earthly authority. Yeah, that's right. And so when our children question the rules and the right from wrong, we can point to God and his loving boundaries of how to live life to the full. And as we said earlier, that can be done in a natural way in every day walk, Yeah, going about life. It doesn't have to be these, you know, moments in time when we all sit down and talk about it in, in you know, some sort of preach kind of arrangement. <laughs> Yeah, and we can show we can show that he forgives when we make mistakes. Yeah, and allow for failures and forgiveness to flow in our parenting. And I think that's really important point to make. You know, it's okay for our kids to fail. It's okay then um, to then work get alongside our children and demonstrate what it is to forgive. Yeah, and that's the character of God coming right out right there. Yeah, and it's a really important part. Yeah, it's good. We can model for our children our need to ask for Jesus' strength in the face of temptations and how to pray and talk to God amidst our struggles rather than to go head to head with frustrating behaviour. And you know, that can look as, as simple as, okay, I can see that you're getting frustrated there. Let's stop. Let's pray and ask Jesus to help help you here mm-hmm. in whatever is, is going on. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah. Helps helps children to, to reset. Yeah, reset, regulate how they're feeling, and then refocus on God. We can point to God's grand plan for humanity and His grace towards us. And grace is what we are going to be talking about in our next episode. So, with all that in mind, and there's quite a lot in that, um, I think it would be great if we were, if we prayed mm. and uh, pray for us that you know God um, 
in our given call as parents and ask God to help us with that. Yeah. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask for your help for us to see where we may be valuing things above family life that need to be reprioritized. Help us to draw close to you, Lord, and love you with all our heart so that we know you and can lead our children to know you as well. Help us to have your wisdom as we parent, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope this session on the call of parenting has been helpful and thought-provoking, and we look forward to discussing grace in our parenting in our next episode. Join us then.